Yeah, man. So is this, uh, so is the Game Changers your full-time gig? Is um, that what you're doing? It's a little bit complicated, you could say. I mean, I do a lot of shit full-time, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, still in university. Nice. So that's one of the, like, do my, in my last year. Um, and then Game Changer is actually, um, you could say it's my full-time thing. Okay, like, nice. I recently quit my job to actually pursue, like, the coaching side of things. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's what, what were you doing before? So I was actually a PBA at uh, TD Bank. Okay. Yeah, okay. so like it was pretty. It was actually a really nice job. Not gonna lie, like it's pretty comfortable. <laughs> Have my own office, you know, wear a nice. nice suit, come in, very yeah, comfortable, yeah. Nice. look good, feel good. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like a business type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I think overall, uh, so like I just it just kind of didn't resonate with me in terms of like how I was investing my time. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm always like, time is like the most valuable thing. Like it's never like it's very limited. It's never gonna come back, no matter what you can do, right? So for me, it's like every moment, any, any, every second, every day. It's like how can I invest this to, like, fulfill my potential as much as I can, mm-hmm. and like, um, like, like be my most happiest ideal self that I that I'm aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds know, like doing a lot of stuff for a long hard, time. Yeah, I know I, it's I think, hard to keep the motivation up to to. Stay I think more than motivation, it's like um, self awareness. Mm-hmm. I think if you have enough awareness about like you know who I am as a person, what my beliefs are, what my values are, um, you know where my passion lies, mm-hmm. I think that's like the base of every person. Like that's the first thing you got to figure out, and like from there, then you can kind of build on that. You know, people are kind of always like people go to like the end result already. Like going to university, they don't even know what their passion is. Mm-hmm. Like I know I, I talk to some people. I'm like, oh, you know, what's your plan after university? Like, oh, I don't even know. I just I'm just doing a degree in this first. Like it should be the other right. way around. <laughs> you gotta put your end result first, and then you yeah. gotta come back and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Why do I want to do this? Right? You gotta build your way backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's insane how many people like create a plan without a vision. They're like, well, I'm working towards yeah. something. And it's like, yeah. No, you're not. Dude. <laughs> well, exactly. and university, like you say, you need to take time to figure out what you even want to do or care about in that first year or two. Mm-hmm. of university where you're sort of like, ah, let's figure it out. And then I'm sure there's a lot of people who are just halfway to a degree at that point that they're like, well, I may as well just finish my, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and then afterwards they're, they're, Dude, like, you I just quoted my entire university career <laughs> at this point. Like, <laughs> that's basically it. Like I started, I was in my first year and, um, what I are you like, taking by the way? I'm actually, so I'm doing a bachelor of commerce okay. and, and um, my major is entrepreneurship. Okay. Yeah. But I would advise anyone who's watching, like, don't do it. <laughs> like, you heard it here first. I'm just, t- I'm just being honest right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, university is a piece of shit. Like, yeah, in, in the four years that I've been, you're telling me you're dropping forty G's to learn how to start a business. I don't think you can. I think yeah. that forty, like forty grand, can be invested so much better into the business into, into, yeah. business. into, into a, a business, business yeah. yeah imagine instead of spending 40 g's on university whatever your idea is when you come out like if you just put that 40 g's into the business yeah yeah and like there's some of the entrepreneurship teachers like some of them are good but some of them i'm talking to i'm like yeah so what do you do they're like i'm like have you ever started a business like no uh, you're teaching entrepreneurship okay <laughs> yeah that's like when i was in journalism back in the day yeah. i had some teachers that weren't like active journalists and i was mm-hmm. kind of like well, like, yeah. I, I got a job at a radio station halfway through. So in my second year, I'm like, I am a working journalist. <laughs> You're not. Dude, that was frustrating for me as uh, even just as a mechanic, dude, because I'd worked at a shop for like four years. Yeah. And so I'd learned the basics of like cars, like how to do oil changes and like all the fluid flushes and change out like filters and rotate tires and do all that shit. Yeah. And then I got a job as like a first year mechanic and they were like, okay, so we're just going to have you change an oil till you get used to the shop. <laughs> 
up and I was like, dude, I've been doing this for like five years. <laughs> Look, man, I think at this point, like you just summed it up with your experience. Like university is super overrated. You know, you hear mm-hmm. these, this news about Google and Apple not requiring university degrees anymore. Like these are right. top companies. I didn't know that. Yeah, so like if you apply to Google, you don't need a university degree. Hmm. You don't. They, they they remove that requirement now. Yeah. Wow. So it opens a, things yeah. up a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, there's some stuff where it's like obviously helpful. Like my brother just graduated, and like it was great for him because without his degree, like he would mm. not be able to do the job that he's actually passionate about. Exactly. But it's a science degree, and he's working with like very specific like chemistry. Definitely. Like he's working with microchemistry that there's no other place mm-hmm. where you're gonna pick yeah. up that skill. And then the other side of it is just completely vague and open-ended. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I wonder what this can get me. Like, yeah, I feel like schools and universities need to go back to being like scientific institutions. You know what I mean? Like the arts don't belong it's, in school. It's a business customer like relationship right now. It's not an academic relationship. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's a business, man. Come on. Yeah, big time. You're telling me for four years of education, you need $10,000 a year? Like, yeah, come dude. on, man. And those yeah. books that like every year, oh my the goodness, same, man. The don't same tell course me. needs a new book every year. Yeah. So you can't even buy it from the last guy. You have to buy the brand new edition because there's new charts. Yeah, they they changed the word in chapter four. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfuck chapter four. Could you move so back to page sixty-seven? Jeez, man, my, my one of my it's funny because like I think a couple of days ago, one of my buddies like you know we we're all students and like look like Loki, everyone's kind of broke at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. university, right? So yeah, uh, he he texts me. He we're supposed to meet up, and he texts me. But he's like, bro, I need your help. I'm like, what? He's like, bro, my credit card declined. I'm like, that's when you know. That's yeah. when your textbooks are expensive when your credit card is been, like declining. <laughs> like he must Bill was be like, a great student. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like his like Bill was like four hundred something. I'm like, geez, like for, oh, man. for buying two for textbooks, books. like damn. Yeah. Suck my soul, like jeez. Yeah, that's like, terrible. Brutal. Yeah, yeah dude, Kanye a whole made a whole industry. fucking yeah. album about this. What's but that? I mean, it's like Kanye made a whole fucking album about <laughs> this. <laughs> no, honestly, it's just, it, like you're right. It kind of depends on like your own on your own path. So you got to figure mm-hmm. out if it's necessary for you. Like if it's if it's a very if it's a very technical field like you know engineering or you're going mm-hmm. into medicine or even business like finance or accounting, it makes sense. But yeah. if it's something theoretical like yeah. entrepreneurship or like you know even marketing. I'm sure, like, you could learn more doing, like, a three-month marketing course, like, from, totally. like, a actual company than, like, in school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, absolutely. Like, an internship or even just, like, getting your feet wet, that's the same thing with comedy, dude. It's, like, don't ever do a comedy course. Anyone who wants to get <laughs> out into stand-up comedy, never. Do you know way more valuable? Just go out to a comedy show. Just do that. Yeah. I'm sure business is the same shit. It's, like, Bro. don't go out. Just go talk to a business. Just be, exactly. like, hey, man, how did you guys start? Like, what? Exactly. Just what's going on that, here? That's so true. Like, uh, the first time when I actually, like, this is, like, so this is, like, my third project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I've done, like, two, like, I had two, actually three failed pro- projects before this that I kind of tried out. They were, like, different issues with different ones. But it's a work in progress, right? You kind of, yeah. it's a process of understanding yourself, process of understanding, like, how you want to invest your time, what matters to you, you know, what you're good at, building a skill in something, mm-hmm. and just kind of bringing that to everyday life. It's, like, the first thing that I thought, I'm, like, Okay, the, you want to do something that you wouldn't mind like doing for the rest of your life and be like, you know, I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of how I invested and spent my time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah, I guess you, you sort of want it, you sort of expect to have a few failed projects before you start. Definitely. Like, and that, that's how you get experience doing yeah. things. <laughs> really? It's like failure is like, uh, honestly, like it just, failure just changed my perspective on everything. Mm-hmm. Now it's like before I would like kind of, question like you know look about the like why me kind of thing you know like why yeah. is this stuff like, you know we often do that like something yeah. unfortunate happens like why is this happening to me right yeah. but now i'm just like i'm actually grateful for it because it's like 
the universe has created an opportunity and like forced you into an uncomfortable situation mm -hmm. that's gonna that, that's irreversible and that's gonna cause growth for sure yeah. right yeah. it's like it's like giving an opportunity push you out there be like hey man this i'm giving you an opportunity to grow because you were stagnant and you were like in a constant stage of just consistency but here you go be uncomfortable yeah. grow yeah, yeah. One like it's an old sports cliche, but it's like you lose more or you learn more from losing than you do from winning. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you go on a huge win streak. Great. Everyone feels good and you're happy, but like no one's progressing. But then you get your ass beat by like the last place team in the league. Yeah. It's like, that's where you grow from. That's where you really see like, OK, where did we fuck up? What have we not been doing that they expose? Like what? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like life is the same way where it's like, OK, yeah, when something fails, you're like, OK, what did I do exactly. wrong? Like what did that failure expose that I need to change for the next project and mm -hmm. the next thing? I think everything's like that. Yeah, and sometimes you fail because you realize you're not passionate about the thing you thought you were passionate about. Yeah, that's, that's so that. true. That's so true. Yeah. It's like um, it needs to align with your beliefs. First, mm -hmm. first thing you got to do, it's like you got to understand your own beliefs, your own like your own value system. And th those beliefs and values come from the choices and experience you've made in your entire life thus mm -hmm. far. Right. And then now you're like, OK, this is my belief system. This is what really matters to me. And then based off of that, then you start thinking, okay, this is what I want to do. So mm -hmm. I think like you got your foundation needs to be correct, and you you need to have a real intent of saying, hey, you know, am I really doing this just because like I think it's a cool idea and I want to make money, or just like, oh, um, you know, am I going with the right intent where I can use this, use my passion, use my skill, mm -hmm. use like my greatness, and find a way to love this every day and like create a service for other people, create a solution. Yeah, it's fun because you can find people who are like that in like everyday life, too. It's funny because some people think that when you talk like that, it's like you have to be like, I want to be an astronaut. But it's like, no, man, if you someone was telling me, oh, I forget who was talking about this, but it was like, yeah, if my daughter like is like, I want to be a cook. It's like, OK, just be the best fucking cook you can possibly be. Like, that's it. Like, who okay, if you want to be a garbage man, just be king garbage man. Be the of best garbage man. Find a way to do it quietly on my street yeah. in the fucking Monday morning. Exactly. Be the fastest, <laughs> like, leader of the union of the garbage yeah, men. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Just be the best at it. Just imagine, like, telling your parents <laughs> that. Be like, what's your passion? Like, what do you? what is something that really resonates with you? It's like, you know, I just love taking out the garbage. Yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> like, I, like, I want to be a garbage man. Okay, start by taking out the trash. Yeah, exactly. no. oh, <laughs> Dude. Shit backfired. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, for real, I met, uh, I knew a girl who started her own business just cleaning houses, and she's like, I love just putting my music in and just cleaning the house. She didn't mind like doing dishes and getting the baseboard scrubbed, and she like found it like just peaceful to vacuum and like watch the lines go in the carpet. Like she loved it, and so she's like, I'll just clean other people's houses, and they'll pay yeah. me to do it because they hate it. Dude, I heard there's a YouTube star where it's just her doing exactly that just a youtube a youtube channel of a, a lady cleaning houses or cleaning her own house i think and people find it like really therapeutic to just watch oh, like, it's like aesthetic like it's yeah like, uh, like so satisfying videos basically. yeah 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 <laughs> and you think like man there is a market for everything like this is a youtube star yeah bro. and it's just a, a woman that cleans houses but i respect that honestly like to have the fucking humility to like uh to actually like be like, yo, this is my passion, you know, because yeah. other people would like kind of label that, right? Oh, really? Like, you know, people be like, oh, 
cleaning stuff like yeah really? that's all you yeah, got like you're a maid yeah like, you, you yeah. love being a maid like that's your that's like the cap of like your entire passion like yeah but like having the humility to be like you know fuck what uh, like the but the other thing is like she wasn't just a maid she's an entrepreneur yeah. she started her own bu- business exactly. she writes yeah. books she does it herself like if she gets too busy she hires someone else to come do like yeah. exactly. the other houses and I imagine at some point she'll be out of the actual cleaning game and exactly. just have yeah. a network of people More doing it for her and then it's and then she'd just be back to cleaning recreationally. Yeah. Which is what I'm sure she loves. She like loves back to the house, like, ooh, let's mop this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, some people actually like really have like serious, serious, like they just find serious satisfaction in this. Yeah. Like just like, oh, what are you doing? Like, I'm just cleaning, like just for fun. Like I knew I know so many people that are just like O C D. Yeah. They just yeah, love yeah. cleaning like every single day. It's like their their like life purpose to like just clean. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's nuts. And like, that's the thing. It's you can get famous doing it. <laughs> yeah, but that's like what you were saying. Like, find your passion. It doesn't have to be like this ridiculous, like huge, crazy yeah. goal. It's like, yeah, just be a start a garbage man vlog. Yeah, yeah. let us know what it's like. <laughs> Day in the life, man. History Channel would buy that shit. Ice road truckers, like dude. alley garbage truck drivers. <laughs> Bro, but even my just dad, dude doing like, his route. <laughs> My dad taught me this lesson hard when I was a kid because even like he was just a scaffolder, like he was just a rig dude, Mm -hmm. and he was like the same thing. He was like, I just want to be the best scaffolder, and he's like, Yeah, eventually, like people get to know you because you're working hard. You can find a job easier. You work your way up, become foreman, and all this shit. By the end of like when he was going to retirement, he could like pick jobs. He's like, Well, I just want to like go do some labor work, some easy like a shutdown, and so he'd like pick up shutdown like. It's crazy. He'd get name hired by his friends who like knew who he was. And it's like, yeah, because he was good. Like, yeah. And just that also shows you how much like how important networking is and how important like just being like showing up and working, but also being someone that people are like, that guy works hard. Yeah. And like people start to know you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in a position where you're choosing the jobs you want to do. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. But some people just try really hard to be like, uh, like project like a certain image of like how they want to be perceived. Mm-hmm. But dude, like people don't want like, uh, you know, just be yourself, be authentic. Yeah. You know, like I think that's what people really end up loving the most. And that reminds me like, um, you know, one, my, one of my mentors, like the first thing he told me, he was like, you know, like everyone has some sort of greatness inside them. Mm-hmm. Like every single person you have, like you've had a cumulative uh, lifespan of experiences that have built up mm-hmm. and that's created like some sort of special skill or some, spe- some sort of special greatness and power that you have. Now it's your duty to learn and like understand it and like go out there and project it or put it into action in some sort of form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. That's super deep. Yeah. <laughs> <I like> that. <laughs> that's, but that, that, that's what one, like one th- aspect of comedy is like everyone's got their whole lifetime of unique experience and their own, everyone's got their own unique spin because of that on everything that you come across. Exactly. And so you could get a room full of comics joking about the same thing. And it's, five different experiences even if you're similar experiences like Mm -hmm. what's what's important and unique about everyone is the fact that we've all got this it just us unique background and perspective yeah it's crazy when you see like twins who like are have you ever noticed like they're different but they're the same because they're like so tight like twins oh, yeah, that actually yeah. grow up like wearing the same shirt like those weird <laughs> twins Jeez. did you know any of those in school no I, uh, I, I can never understand why would you do that dude uh, we it's had like just trying to like mess up other people like oh guess who's who like yeah come on dog like, why are you <laughs> yeah. making shit difficult no for one us? thinks it's funny we don't like either of you yeah. actually <laughs> 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 I don't care who's who both of you get the fuck out <laughs> 
get different haircuts. Yeah. Just get different haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. But I've always like that's always been like an interesting thing. Like, you know, I, I wish I always had a twin who can like go write my exams. You know the sh- the shit yeah. you see in movies. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, like a, uh, a smart twin, and I'm the cool one. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a nerd and the cool one, exactly. and I'm like, hey man, I got math like, wear today. Wear this hat backwards <laughs> and pretend you're me. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dork. And then like punch their own arms, so the other person's like, ah. Oh. Because <laughs> apparently twins have some like. Oh, telekinetic shit. Yeah. Spidey tingle. They can feel each. <laughs> they can feel each other's pain. That's funny. Oh man, jeez. <laughs> I always wondered if that's true, but yeah, it's probably not. Look, man, okay, that's actually true. Like some to some extent, because mm-hmm. like in like I took like a psych class just for as an option, and like they kind of teach us like oh we do like there's like this talk- documentary we're like supposed to watch about like f- like fraternal twins right that's what they're that's what they're I called think so. yeah, yeah yeah it's like the same um so like because like uh because of like their dna their personalities are very similar and if they end up like living together in the same environment because mm-hmm. like everyone's personality so how it works is like 40 percent it's like your dna 40 mm-hmm. percent is your like the environment you grow up in and then 20 percent is like your own personal like dna basically you could say like I don't know, maybe I'm getting some terms wrong, but yeah. it's like, like I'm not a, I'm not a bias like I'm not a biology biology student, but yeah. yeah, so that makes up their personality. So if it's like someone same genetics, almost the same genetics, and the same environment, like they're very very similar. Hmm. Yeah, yo, me and my brother, that's super funny. My brother and I are super similar. He's like a year and a half older than I am, uh-huh. but uh, he's lived in BC for like five years, and we met up like just to hang out before he left, and. His girlfriend was like, yeah, you guys sound the same. You look the same. Like, your mannerisms <laughs> are the same. Like, it is weird. You guys are so similar. And we're both just, and even, like, the way we act, we were just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> just, why, just why do things, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, both much. great dancers. Uh, <laughs> huge vert on us. What's his name? Is, is his name Craig? His name is Patrick. Oh, Patrick, okay. Yeah, Patrick. You're just guessing white names? Yeah. Or what? <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like a Craig right there. You know, that's like that's definitely a Craig right there. <laughs> Craig or a Gary. <laughs> Jeez. Guys named Gary are always just so white. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met an ethnic Gary in my life. No. Probably not. They'd be trying too hard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just using the whitest name of all time. That's not fair. All right, okay, we had questions here. We should get For to these sure. at some point. So, okay, yeah, you also have a podcast going. So yeah, that's, definitely. So season one, you just got the one season Season out. one just got wrapped up. Uh, if you guys want to you know, Game Changers podcast. So uh, season one was amazing, honestly. It was like, uh, first time I actually ever did anything like this. Hmm. And it was all uh, off of a whim. I'm just... Like man, I want to do something for all these future generations coming up, and I'm like, man, I, like I'm seeing all these future kids, just like mm-hmm. you know, like I see like a 14 year old that's like smoking jewels, and I'm like, dude, what's going on? Like on their phone, <laughs> they're on Snapchat all day long on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Like where's where's this future generations headed? Like what's what's going on with the future here? Yeah. So I'm like, man, I, I really want to do something in in a in a matter to like inspire these kids and like show them a different perspective of who, who you could be, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. So you have eight episodes on the old podcast now? Yeah, we have eight. Have you grown, do you think, from like the first to the eighth episode? Like what's the biggest mm-hmm. like thing that you've learned from podcasting? As a podcaster, like as a host? Yeah, because it's weird, man. It's weird getting into it. It is, it yeah. is. I remember my first few podcasts, especially when you have a guest on and you're like, so what do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I can definitely relate. I think um, on our first one, because at the end of the day, you have to f- kind of forget about yourself 
and you have to say like this is content the main goal is to create content like rich content for the viewers right mm -hmm. so how can i i tend intensify the richness of the content in terms of the quality in terms of like how it's perceived and like making it as as accessible and as knowledgeable as possible so i think initially when we first started we kind of like made it like an interview it was like oh hi um, like, so you do this, uh, you want to talk about, and like, we, we were not involved in the conversation. It was mm -hmm. actually the guest kind of leading the conversation and kind of, you know, taking a podcast over at, at some point. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, over time we kind of learned like, you know, our involvement is very important. It's very important to like maintain enthusiasm throughout the entire podcast. Cause it's content, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. you lose 10 seconds of enthusiasm. You're like monotone, like, Hey, uh, like someone's going to turn it off. Like, yeah. oh, this is boring. I'm going to yeah. watch something else. Yeah. There's so much out there. Well, exactly. There's so many like entertainment outputs. Yeah. yeah. So and it's such, such a huge learning opportunity. And like by the end, like we just learned, you know, um, it's so important to, you know, make it a conversation like you guys do. And I really like that because it's very, it's very chill. Like we kind of had it very structured at the start, mm -hmm. but then we kind of changed it up a little bit. We were like, okay, we want to add a little bit of structure, but also kind of make it a bit of a conversation because that's where the natural emotion comes out, right? Exactly. And you, yeah. and that's how you um, exhibit communication with like the audience. Like if you, in communication, that's like the first thing they teach you where, you know, it's 15% words, 35% um, it's tone and 50% is body language. Mm -hmm. So it's like words like matter, matter very little in terms of like how you say it, the yeah. tone you carry out throughout the entire podcast, the body language, that's what really grabs the attention of the viewer, right? Oh yeah, you can turn someone off right away if you're yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah. If you so slap anyways. the mic on the yeah. table. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, <laughs> you'll lose people pretty quick. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy too. Like being the host, at some point you really realize, like, oh, I have to keep this conversation going for like a serious amount of time, which is like harder than I think most people understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like try talking to someone at the office for a whole straight <laughs> hour. I dare you go up to the boringest person in your office and be like, all right, let's try and get something interesting out of this dude for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like it's like there's no in between. It's either like. 10 minutes in, you're like, okay, where's this conversation going? Or either it's like, you're an hour and a half deep in and you're like, yeah, bro, I don't want like, this to oh. end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. it. So, um, what kind of guests do you have? Like, where do you get your guests from? Like, who... Yeah. So, like, the main criteria for a guest is, like, we think someone... So, first is, like, someone who we find intriguing. It's like, okay, we have, like, a genuine curiosity of, like, I want to get to know this person. Mm -hmm. If we have it, then I'm sure other people would want to have it, too. Um, they need to have like some sort of a like, game-changing factor or like something extraordinary that they've accomplished mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like what they've done possibly based on their age or like the impact they've had and then also it's kind of so, like so what does that mean like a game changer what like what's like who have you brought on and, like so what's I can an say like every single person we've had they've had some sort of game-changing factor yeah you mm -hmm. know first of all we had you know um, he's a lolly tour he does he, he's he's the founder of Upna Hockey it's um you know he's building a south asian sports community and his from his based off his own experience of like when he experienced racism when he started out in hockey mm -hmm. and you know like and his own journey and his own experiences now he's trying to create a platform uh, where that gives support to all these south asian players coming out because you know hockey's like always been like a white sport you could say so totally. there's a lot of racism in it and, and he's trying to be there for these kids and you know you see like with all the don cherry stuff that happened and all this mm -hmm. like, racism that's coming out in hockey he's been like He's been doing interviews with like CBC on the national and stuff. Oh like yeah. That. Nice. So like, so like it's uh, people with like the credibility that are trying to do something positive mm -hmm. in terms of like and following their passion, not just like the intent really matters. I think that's what we really look for, like what their intention is. Yeah. Like uh, you know whatever they're working on, you know, um, 
we have we had an artist Rahman Hamid he does um art for like basketball players professional basketball NBA players oh really he's, yeah like he he's worked in collaboration with um Floyd Mayweather and the money team for a, for a while oh really yeah wow. he's, yeah <laughs> that's so, crazy so like he's done he's done art for all these guys and it's not just like he's making art it's like if you look at his art it's very unique he kind of um incorporated his own passion for like uh you know Marvel cartoons and like Disney and stuff like that and like different like even anime stuff like that and he kind of made it into like a really uh, like you know very colorful piece of art and other people who had similar interests kind of resonated with it so it's like turning mm. your passion like your own belief system and then uh, kind of made it uh, you know build credibility in that industry that you really care about and I think that's what we like we have like a similar pattern like anyone you can pull up you can say this person's credible this person's mm -hmm. doing something extraordinary for you know based off their age or the impact that they've had and you know they're um, they're very kind of they're going places leaders yeah right following it their sounds passion. like it's all like super unique too like it all seems like it's not you know we see a lot of podcasts where guys are like okay and this is uh, another guy who's you know yeah an actor it's like they just interview like ten actors and it's yeah. like yeah. okay but none of them are doing where it's like no this is an actor who wrote his own play and is like performing yeah. on a mountain or whatever yeah. like, it's like, yeah. that's the group that I want to interview let's go yeah <laughs> the old the old spice guy wrote a play <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is doing a play on a mountain on a horse. Free solo wasn't made about some mountain climber. It was like yeah. this dude who doesn't rope himself in and climb the, the hardest mountain. The, in the limit world. pushing people. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's also about bringing variety and also um, building a connection. Mm -hmm. When you have someone, you know, let's say if I'm listening to a podcast and it's maybe Elon Musk I'm listening to, mm -hmm. it's, it, it hits differently if it's like someone who's like from like the same hallways you walk at U of A and you mm -hmm. see this person every day and he's like two years older than you. You're like, yo, if he can do it and I see this person every day, then it's like brings a new level of relativity to it and it brings a new level of belief to it. Yeah. You connect with them a lot more. You say same city, you know, same, uh, you know, upbringing almost, you know, mm -hmm. same environment in terms of upbringing and, you know, same education. If this, this person can do it and be successful in their passion, then so can I, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting that like a lot of times when you see like celebrity or like these people like Elon Musk and stuff, you really, it makes all these things seem like so unachievable. Yeah. But then when it's like someone you know, you're like, oh, well, it's just fucking Kyle. Yeah, it's just <laughs> that guy. Like, ah, fuck that guy. So, <laughs> there's a comedian who had this bit about... Uh, he played in like the same league as Sidney Crosby. And he's like, yeah, growing up every single time we played him, everyone was like, he's not that fucking good. Like, come on. Like I've laid a couple hits on him. And then like, it turns <laughs> yeah. out he is that fucking good. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's funny when you, when someone completely unattached to you does something great, you're like, wow, like they must have something mm -hmm. that I don't have. But the reality is they're just another person somewhere who like, yeah, got the shine at the right time kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely. And like, we just call it like a game changer mindset. Like mm -hmm. what you said, right? That shot. Um, it's like everyone who's brought on, like it's like a mindset of like a growth mindset. You know, people looking to make mistakes, people looking to learn, people looking to, you know, people that are unsatisfied, but always maintain like a form of happiness. People that are trying to create a service for the world or creating a solution to make the world better mm -hmm. and going with the right intention of just, not just making money. People that are following their passion, stuff that they love, stuff that aligns with their belief system. So, and these are like, like credible people because like mm -hmm. personally for me it's like uh like it's, so, it's super important that anyone who comes on has to be like the top of the top right like that's what we aim for because like think of it like we want like the most credible person to come on mm -hmm. it's like we could we bring any random dude on and it's like oh yeah bro like 
um, it's like he's he's basically creating influence. And like if I'm listening to it and if it's not a credible person, I might follow it and it might end up like failing or something, mm-hmm. right? So it's like uh, like basically like maybe a doctor. Like maybe let's say we bring on like a so-called doctor and he actually hasn't done any like like you know cool shit. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't done any like uh, you know. Have like you seen a heart, studying. bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. What's it like? <laughs> What's it feel like, man? <laughs> Is it squishy? Yeah, it makes sense to to be aiming for someone that would have something to say, basically, not yeah. just like. And that's proven success for it, you know. Yeah. You see, like we had like a makeup artist and. You know, make, makeup makeup artistry is like so popular right now. Mm-hmm. Every third girl has like an MUA page at this point. So it's like oh, what? It's like MUA. It's like makeup artist. So oh, like they'll add their name, like and then they'll add MUA. So is that just like a online thing? I've never heard. Yeah, of like this. on Instagram. Have you seen that? Like, I don't think so. No. Yeah. So it's like a lot of girls like really like they're good at makeup. So like, oh, I should just start a makeup page then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, the the yeah. most yeah. obvious thing to do, of course. Just like, like the, the person who was like really great at cleaning houses. Like yeah. I'll make a YouTube channel. Yeah. Exactly. And people are like, we love it. I've noticed that with hair. Like every hairdresser has like their hair Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know what you're talking about. But yeah. like it's like it's different than if like you just have an Instagram and you have like 10 posts mm-hmm. compared to like the person we had on like Rima Alec. She has like she's tw- she's like 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has like her own. She just opened up like her own studio, like her makeup studio. Oh wow! She's booked for like the next two years. She's running, leading <laughs> a team of ten, and Damn. she just opened like a med spa as well for like hydrofacials, like more technical, like like esthetician stuff like that. So I'm like, this is someone I can say has enough credibility to come and talk on this topic. Right. They're proven success. Right. Yeah. 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 Is is it one of the guests from season one that's that stood out for you in terms of the the interview or what you found out or what you you know? Uh, I mean, there's there like I think every one of them has like something really extraordinary to share. Yeah, uh, and that's like the most political. political I know. I was like, I bet, I bet you was gonna say uh, everyone <laughs> <laughs> except episode uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I'd say um, the one that really resonated with me was I'd say like the first one. Like Lolly Tour, mm-hmm. like yeah. his experience. I think he's just a really good speaker overall too. And when he shared his story of like you know racism and like how he kind of transformed, that. he's very authentic. Like yeah. He shared a story of like racism and like how he kind of grew up like a be- like you know those that bad boy hockey image kind of thing. Yeah. But like it's just a it's a very cool um, experience getting to know his like own story and how he transformed that into you know no other kid should have to go through that mm-hmm. and it's it's like it was one, it's one of the longest podcasts we did it went on for like a really long time like an hour and a half oh yeah but like it was just a really great conversation that we yeah, had yeah. With him. and i think that one of the most amazing things you get to learn you guys do this too like when you do have guests on it's like you build like a really great connection with someone mm-hmm. and that connection kind of stays long like for a longer time yeah it's, yeah it's, i was gonna ask if if you follow the the trajectory of the people you talk to yeah or it's, if you it's plan so crazy to. Like, so me, like, actually recently, like, me, Lolly, um, and, uh, you know, one of our other, like, team members, Kunal, he does videography, and, like, there's another, like, another guest we had called Spontively, mm-hmm. and, like, basically just launched their app, which allows you to kind of go on, like, um, kind of see everything that's going on, like, locally, mm-hmm. like, at the moment, or, like, in, in the coming future, so mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, Eventbrite mixed with, like, Google Maps, so, like, literally you open, it's, right. like, a map, and it shows, like, what's happening where. Hmm. And it's pretty cool. It'd be good for comedy that shows. Would <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. Great yeah. to promote comedy shows. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You guys should definitely try it. I've, out. I've heard of that app actually. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen it come across my feed yeah. a couple times. So these guys mm. were recommended to us by Achi Lolly. Okay. And then, like, it's so funny. Like, we went up to, um, 
OG Jonah. He was one of our, another one mm -hmm. of our guests. He's a rapper. Yeah, yeah. One of the most popular rappers in Edmonton. And um, we went to his, like, uh, it was like a music video, uh, you know, shoot, and he invited us. And then Lolly guys were also there. And then, um, you know, a Spontively team was also there. And <laughs> we all ended up, like, just hanging out, like, having a, oh, we just built awesome. this great community of, like, of all these, like, leaders and, like, you know, having this great conversation. Then we actually went, like, later on, we just hung out, like, literally just getting drinks until, like, 2, 3 a.m., just, like, talking on nice. like, similar topics. So. Get to build so you, like a really great network. Yeah, so you're starting to see that happen with your own your own network. Yeah, like it just leveled up basically because the awesome. people that kind of you can connect with on the mindset. Plus, you get to mm -hmm. learn so much, right? Yeah. Like these are successful people that are doing what they love. I'm sure they're doing something right. Their values are right. Their process of whatever they're doing is correct. Mm -hmm. So it's like you get to learn so much, and it's, it's a great experience. That's yeah. sick. Do you got plans for season two? Or are you guys yeah. lining people up? You got yeah. Do you got changes coming through? Do you got anything? Um, season two, like we're we're looking to build a, even a bigger team. Nice. And um, you know, in terms of like marketing, like we're we're really focusing on again rich content, right? Mm -hmm. I, was, I watched I seen actually watched this uh, video on you know Mr. Beast. Uh no, Mr. Beast. Have you heard of him? No. Really? Oh, okay. I'm surprised. Mr. Beast does like he does like YouTube videos. Okay. And he's like the he's like the most fat. He's like the fastest growing YouTuber ever. Hmm. Like he's at 15 million in like about a year or so. Like wow. there. Good lord, what does he do? So he just like kind of gives stuff away. Literally, that's what he does. So like one of what? his one of his like most popular videos is like, oh, I order pizza and I tip the house. What? Yeah. That is and it's insane. Like, and he one of his challenges was like um, last. It's like four people on their hand on like a on like a package of one million dollars. Last person to take their hand off a million dollars keeps it. Oh what? It's crazy. And like I'm and his his like all of his videos are like 10, 10 million plus views. It's unreal. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Yeah. Like he's giving out like like uh, he opened up a free car dealership. Like what? Yeah, he's like people come in and like he opened up a free bank. He's like, oh yeah, come take money for like for free. He gave a free bank. Oh Giving ten k to people. He's like oh, you want more money, man? Here you go. What did he 10. do to start with? Like where did he get? So the money like, to start with. Yeah. Like it's just crazy. I think he like invested a lot of his own money. And so like like he started like he started making lots of content like that where he's kind of give, giving away stuff mm -hmm. and like all the money he was getting I think basically what he did is like so let's say he's getting like twenty million views he'll get a million dollars from that or like maybe somewhere near like four three four hundred thousand or like a couple of videos like that and then he'll mm -hmm. invest that back into like giving more away right right and then he's making more and more unique content that no one out there is making or is willing to do it's crazy. He's giving like, he gave he gave away like two three million dollars this entire year. It's unreal. Mr. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> He's God damn. I wouldn't. I would. I would pick a. If you ask me what industry Mr. Beast works in, <laughs> you're like, well, it's and he, kind of gone he did this Mr. like Mr. Beast uh, make. He did this like challenge. It was like plant twenty million trees or something. I don't know if you saw that on YouTube. No, too. no. Yeah, it's like oh, he encouraged people to like plant twenty million trees and like he actually like they actually ended up planting twenty million trees. That's great. Yeah. I guess yeah, if like every person who views this video goes and plants one tree. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if. I think it was like donation based. Of the <laughs> yeah. I think it was like donation based. Like, oh, donate like five bucks, and like every dollar you donate, it's like one tree we plant for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he ended up raising twenty million dollars. It's unreal. That's insane. And uh, like, we gotta think of something sick. weird to do. So basically, yeah. coming, coming back to like what the main concept of Mr. B, what he's done is like he's reinvested back into his content. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, he's like made it very rich. He's added humor to it. He's added like uh, that giving away factor to it. Yeah. Um, you know, um, he just added like it's just a lot of stuff. 
that he just kind of combined together. And I think that's what we're really pushing for, like, the next next season. We want to add music. We want to add good aesthetic, good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, improve, like, us, like our, even as hosts, like, we want to improve, de- deliver better. Even our guests, we want to level up even, even more. Like, get the cream of the cream, like, the best people. Yeah, yeah. Right? Make as pr- much professional content as we can. And just, like, improve overall quality. And I think that, that will resonate more with people. Hopefully, people have shown us a lot of love in, like, mm-hmm. our first year. So, hopefully, it continues and we still you know continue what, to inspire more people when are you starting to like when will that content come out or start so coming out currently we're aiming for like around march or so nice but uh let's see hopefully by march uh it's a spoiler actually have first place i've actually said it's oh nice yeah. little sprinkled drops on yeah. there there you yeah. go salt bay march baby it's coming <laughs> up yeah, you know, just uh, stay tuned, guys. We got we working on a lot of stuff yeah. right now in terms of content and our team, and like we got we got a really huge vision for this. So it's going. I'm sure, you're looking forward to not being in school as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. so that'll probably free oh, up yeah. some time. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Like uh, I spend a lot more time like thinking about this and like working mm-hmm. on this and like really school to be honest, because this is like my baby. This is what I want to end up focusing on, like spending all my energy doing. Yeah. So yeah, this is like my main thing. School's like on the side, whatever. <laughs> yeah, School's your I'll side. I'll get a degree, shit. graduate, whatever, man. Like it's yeah. done. Yeah. That's funny. I'll get a degree, graduate, whatever. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Not like I'm paying for. You know, I'm coming from a brown yeah. family. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, my parents got me like that. <laughs> so my like, family got school covered. Exactly. Like, yeah. School. That's about it. That's, they don't pay for school. That's so funny. I love that. Um, so you're done school, and then so the other side of the business, then so you've got the podcast side. And then the other side is the life coaching side. Yeah, right? definitely. So life. Coach. Tell us what a life coach is, because <laughs> so, it's, it's a term I've heard a lot, and I, yeah. but I don't really know. Okay, so first thing, if you ever come across a life coach, yeah. first thing you want to ask them is like, are you trained or certified? That's the first thing you want to ask them. Yeah. Because nowadays it's very easy to go in out there and call yourself a life coach, but like again, coming back to that concept we're talking about, like you're out there helping people, but you haven't trained anything yourself. So what are you yeah. helping for? Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's like a whole art to life coaching. Like it's like we, I did like eight months of training so mm-hmm. far for like my first level of coaching and there's so much to learn and it's a huge practice mm. and in terms of what like a life coach does is basically let's say you come to me and you say like okay let's do a little a little session for a minute so um, tell me something that you're kind of what's what's the one thing uh, what's something that could help you be more successful in your personal and professional life mm, more energy okay what does more energy look like to you Oh, uh, being able, well, yeah, being able to put, uh, having the energy to put time into all the different things that I'm trying to do. Okay. Then we would go on and ask, okay, what's an, what's an ideal goal for the session? So let's see, maybe like for the one minute, what's an ideal goal for this one minute? <laughs> uh, figuring out what a life coach does. Okay. <laughs> uh, on, on a scale of one to 10, uh, you know, what would you like to walk away with the feeling of what a life coach does? Mm, eight. Eight. And yeah. where you are at right now? Uh, a one. A one. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, one. like well, a five. <laughs> a I'll five. say a middle, slowly, middle like, of through, the road. Through this conversation, yeah, it's, yeah. Getting more. it's getting more. It's like more. the it's decibel like, reader. It's like. increasing. <laughs> yeah, it's increasing. Okay, so you talk about more energy. Um, what's, what's the most... Um, if, you, if your best friend was going through the same thing, what advice would you give to them? Mm, that's a good question, yeah. Uh, sleep more and eat better. Okay. Probably. What's What's the first action step that you can take? What's the easiest action step you can take towards uh, eating more and sleeping more? Mm-hmm. Going to bed earlier. Exactly. <laughs> See, right. I just coached you. So, in a, so that that's a very simple question. Yeah. 
but on a broader scheme. So what basically we do is th- the main goal is to create awareness. Lots of people think like life coaches is like, I'm here to preach about me. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I do. This is what you should do too. No, it has nothing to do with me. We give no advice. Um, like it's more so about kind of creating awareness for you saying you want to work on something mm-hmm. and we kind of build on it. Asking what questions, asking questions that generate emotional awareness um, that lead to insights that lead to reflections. Mm-hmm. And then that further lead to action that you can take for yourself. After those action steps, you decided then as a coach, it's my job to like provide positive reinforcement and also like, uh, you know, if you want, I can keep you accountable, provide the support and guidance mm-hmm. because like to create habit change, it takes like, uh, it's very difficult to change a habit because For sure, yeah. it's like you have to reprogram your mind, like your subconscious paradigm basically. And as a coach, I, I can, you can, you can, even for you, you have like, oh, you know, I'm taking a coach, um, you know, I'm accountable to them. I'm, right. doing, I'm taking coach for this. So it's my job to constantly say, I see you next week. I'm like, oh, that last week we talked about this. How's that going for you? Yeah, like, I guess it's the same idea behind like getting a personal trainer where people are like, well, they'll be, they'll be pissed off if I don't come. Or exactly. They, like they, they do that to have someone hold them accountable. Exactly. Much, but the, much but the same way. Similar to that again. And it's, uh, it's like how a personal trainer would like kind of see, you know, what you want to achieve, what you want to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And based on that, that's how we coach. It has nothing to do with us. It's more so... Uh, it's like an art. Like we can't use, um, we can't use, we can't use very judgmental words. I can't. I'm not even allowed to say good. If you say something, I can't say good. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not I can't have, even have a tone of good. I can't. I can't. I can't even. You say have to it. be like fucking right. I have to be very emotionally neutral. Like, okay. To, I have to train for like to be very emotionally neutral in how I speak. Oh, um, I thought you meant you had to go like all the way like. Killing it! No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Good. Like, no reinforcement, positive or negative. Yeah. Are yeah. you allowed to negative My, reinforce? No, like I can't do anything. I just have to do. I have to ask questions in the most neutral way as possible. Hmm. And like, obviously, if we're laughing, like we're laughing, that's fine. Yeah. But I can't. Um, I can't. I guess I can't give you. I can't give you reinforcement during the session, right? Hmm. Or I can't tell you that this is good or this is bad. I'm, I can't judge that. I'm, I'm only here to create awareness for you. I have to be very neutral in the language I use. I have to be very mm. neutral in my tone that I use and like even body language. So you mentioned eight months of training. Like where, where is that from? And you mentioned like a, basically your first level. Like is mm-hmm. there more training to do after? Yeah, and yeah. like how long does that go on for? Like what is that all about? So there's a common board called the ICF, which is International Coaching Federation. So under the ICF, there's a lot of so they approved a lot of institutions that teach coaching saying these institutions are icf approved Mm -hmm. and we're permitting them to teach and um, after graduating from them then that means you've done a certificate of like a coaching course and then you come back to us as icf and get your credentials Hmm. right so um, i did it from one of those i kind of looked it up the ones that kind of resonated with me the most and it's called goal imaging institute actually and I ended up doing my, uh, it was like a six month course from them. And um, like, it was like a little bit longer than that, um, around like seven, eight months, around there, six, eight months. And then, so that's like the first level. So it's called ACC, which is like, um, like um, what's it? Um, associate um, Accredited Certified Coach, ACC. Then there's uh, PCC, so which is Professional Certified Coach. And there's MCC, which is Master Certified Coach. So from like ACC, like what kind of things do you learn? And then like what would be the difference between ACC to PCC like so it's like uh, the fundamentals are same right for everybody but mm-hmm. it's like how much more experience you have as a coach right how much do you have things right. hands down it's like uh, certain aspects to like your conversations that um, like some things you can get a pass as like an ACC but some but then you have to kind of like let's say if uh, we're talking 
and I say, you know, we're allowed to say great. We're allowed to say great. Mm-hmm. But without any emotional emphasis on it. Right. Like, I can't say, like, great, let's go. I, I can be like, great. So what about, mm-hmm. like, I can say, I can say it like that. Right. So it's like little things like that. Oh, the way you say things. It's like, there's levels to it, right? Like mm-hmm. how, um, basically how good of a coach you are. There's like a special, like, a, like an outline basically of like a structure you have to follow are you hitting all those points are you talking about resources are you talking about guidance and support are you asking what questions we really emphasize on what questions you know like like don't ask yes or no questions Hmm. are you setting a measure measure for the entire session for the entire coaching session is there a measurement of like the goal are you do are you focusing um on are you like adding any of your own experience or sometimes like you'll have like a client that's something you resonates with you a lot like maybe if someone comes to me and they're talking about their passion, I really want to give them advice, but you have to hold that back hmm. and be as neutral as possible. So sometimes that happens and um, being emotionally neutral and you can't give them any advice. You just have to ask questions based on them. So your ability to be, to do that and like be as centered as possible. Mm-hmm. That's like how, and like how you follow that structure of being a coach. Right. Okay. So, so is there left, like a, is there like a final exam or is there like do you just do uh, like a scenario type deal? So or? there's a training and then we do an exam for like the institution you train from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after graduating from that institution, then um, you know you do another exam at ICF. Okay. So what are the exams like? Is it like a sit down? You have three hours. You like write this multiple choice or is it like <laughs> so, give you a scantron yeah. and an HB two pencil? And then yeah. and <laughs> this out. If it's more it. than three C's in a row, I'm no. <laughs> it's fishy. That's so funny. A C uh, C. <laughs> no, it's very simple. Um, the more so on the exam, the more so focus is on ethics because mm. ethics is a huge part of it. Right? I guess it would be, yeah. Right? You can't, um, like, confidentiality, the legality of the things. Um, it's just, like, the ethics is very, very important. Yeah. Like, you know, can you tell anybody else about anyone else as a coach? Or, like, you're coaching somebody else or what they said. Right. Can you use that in exa- as an example. Are you, like, it could be, like, are you potentially, like, seeing that person, like, in a relationship? Mm-hmm. It could be, like, there's a lot of, it's mostly ethical, you could say. Yeah. It's called, like, a CK, CKA, um, like, an assessment. And mm-hmm. um, like that's under ICF, so you do that okay. assessment. Yeah. Like a guy couldn't come to you and be like, "So I got, I, I'm, I'm at a kilo right now. I'm looking to flip that and, and <laughs> build, build my empire. What do you think?" <laughs> yeah, like great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can. Uh, There's probably some ethics around that, right? Yeah, like it has to be like a law-abiding goal. Exactly. So uh, like. There's, there's also, <laughs> yeah. jeez. Like I really want to get through this list of people I want to murder. Can you go <laughs> oh through that? Yeah. <laughs> so I think, the, I think goal number one should be him. <laughs> you know what? I actually don't like that person. Let's yeah. stick with him. Great. Yeah. That was giving advice. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> um, that was so not a what question. question. <laughs> like, so who, who, who do you like dislike the most? Right. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get which through one, this thing. Which person really like you know ignites a lot of anger? <laughs> if you close your eyes and you just think for a minute, what's mm-hmm. the what's the first face yeah. the face that comes to mind? <laughs> no, like, I feel real good about this session. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't do that, guys. Please don't come to me with hit list to me, please. <laughs> I will not help you with that. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if this will be the clip we use for this oh week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, out of all clips, out of all the knowledge I share, <laughs> yeah. you guys end up just putting yeah. this out. Like, yeah. Just cops at my house that night to, tomorrow morning. Just, yeah, I'm sorry. We're going to have to take your license back. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a real session. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, right. no, there's, um, 
there's like personal uh, agendas that can kind of come out with it too. Like mm-hmm. if you don't feel comfortable, like, I think the biggest thing as a coach is like, there's a, a, a huge friendship that goes on because you're going through that journey together. Mm-hmm. Out of any, all my clients, I tell them like, you know, we're doing this together. Like it's, it's a journey that we take together. It's not mm-hmm. like you on your own or I'm like guiding you or anything. We're doing this together. So it's like, you have to really gel with that person, have like a personal yeah. connection first. And, and then going forward, you're like, hey, that person finds value in the coaching. I find value in, you know, investing my time into this person. Mm-hmm. Then it's a real, then even from both sides, then it's a 100% effort and 100% investment that goes on. Yeah. So like there's, there's a lot of ethical sides to it. Hmm. Yeah. And once someone's been uh, under your coaching for a while, uh, do, do they become like part of your network kind of thing? Or is there, is there a time when like you might end up working with one of these people because you've helped them and potentially so yeah. like uh, so like we also do like a thing called like bartered coaching so lots of coaches like if uh, someone says like look man I'm trying to figure something out I can't pay you right now mm-hmm. but what I can do is maybe I will help you build your website and you right. can coach me in, in, in return right and it's the coaches like uh, like it's their choice right lots of lots of coaches do bartered coaching mm. I've done bartered coaching myself so it's like different services that you can exchange but um yeah like to answer your question basically like that's it yeah so basically so you get accredited you got your acc are you acc well like, are you higher than that now no no, no 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 i'm i'm still like i'm still learning okay i, I recently graduated <laughs> i still have to take my like acc exam like later. okay like in the like i think because you also need a certain number of hours uh, yeah, I was gonna ask yeah. if, if between them you go away and get experience, and then you yeah. come back and do the. So what you need to do is like you need to have a certain number of completed hours, like saying I've coached this number of like I've coached this many people for a certain number of hours, mm-hmm. and then you can apply to get your li- like your um, ICF license as ACC. So you need like oh, a certain okay. number of hours. So the higher level you go, the more and more hours you need in terms of like getting that certification. Okay, hmm. that makes yeah. sense. So it's like kind of how like a trades works. Yeah. Your like first year is your like apprenticeship and you get like whatever thousand hours and then and you then, go back and do your next accreditation uh, and then you go to the next thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So when someone comes to you now, so you've got whatever you're coaching someone, they come to you and they're like, I need a life coach. What happens? Like, do you guys just like hang out <laughs> for like the next little bit? Like, do yeah, you like help them through like one project or do you help them for the rest of their lives or like, how? well, it's completely up to them. If they tell me, you know, I want a life coach for like a week. I'll be like, okay. If they, if they tell me they want a life coach for life, I'll be like, okay. It's like completely up to, completely up to the person. <laughs> I'll be like, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. For life. Yeah. Put a ring on it, brother. <laughs> You know, emotionally neutral. You know? yeah, so always, right. always, even that's in right. ca- even in casual conversation. Put a ring on it, brother. <laughs> yes, exactly. You got it. You got it. So, um, <laughs> no. So the first thing we always do is um, we all, like always urge them to like do a discovery session. If they show any sort of interest, I say you know I do this, and you know if it could be of some sort of use to you, it could be some sort of value to them. We should uh, do a discovery session where it's free of cost, mm-hmm. but it's like they kind of come to you and. Like they kind of um, talk to you about what they want to work on. You kind of tell them what you do. You talk about your. Uh, it's like it's kind of like a trial, basically, like mm-hmm. a thirty-minute session, and they kind of see the feel for it. They're like, oh, you know what? I really like this. Right. This, this actually like could be really beneficial for me. You know what? I'll, I want I want to try it out like another another week, and then next week mm-hmm. they come, they pay you, and then they're like, okay, I, w- I want to sign up for like a monthly or three-month plan. They join the plan, and then you kind of consent. But it's like most of the clients that I have, it's like. Um, it's like a continued relationship with them. It's like mm-hmm. always, always friends and like always like kind of talking to them, like, you know, how, how's things going, the right. stuff like that. It's like a friendship, but also I'm like as a coach as well. 
So do you bill them like, is it like you do hourly sessions yeah. or nice? And then do you also like just chat with them kind of outside of that? Like they can just call you up or is it like a lawyer where you're like, you call me, that's $10 <laughs> yeah. an hour on the phone. <laughs> Jeez, no. Yeah, you call me, it's a 1-900 number. Oh my God. <laughs> Consultation fees, huh? No. <laughs> no calling after 10 p.m. My kids are asleep. <laughs> no, but uh, no, honestly, it's always like call me whenever. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's like um, not that like, I'm like, some coaches might do that, but for me, it's like, as a coach, like, I'm here to always support you in anything mm-hmm. you need, and like, it's like a lifelong friendship, basically. Right. I'm coaching you, I'm helping you, stuff like that. So, um, like, obviously, there's like, you pay by a session, but no, you don't, you wouldn't pay, like, it's like, if you ever need to share anything, you ever want to talk yeah. about, you're always like, welcome to, as long, like, not like, you know, you're on the phone, like, huh, you know, this happened, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, man, I gotta go, like, it's been three hours, I really gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm about to charge. <laughs> yeah, no, like I can't. But um, yeah, like it, it really depends. Like yeah, I'll charge for the hour, but mostly yeah, that. But like we also hmm. do like group sessions. Okay. So like group sessions, as in like workshops on certain themes, where we're because um, we, we they also teach us a lot about like the neuroscience of coaching and like the impact it has and like how it affects your like psychology on the brain and like um, how it's proven stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, and even like certain secrets. So. Um, like we did a recent, like our first workshop actually, like, you know, uh, knock on wood, you know, God bless, ended up being sold out at McEwen University. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And the, the, the title was like happiness squared. So our focus Mm. was talking about, you know, um, you know, happiness and like how to maximize it and how to be like happy without any certain reason. Being happy in every every situation, every circumstance. Yeah. What are the benefit? Like, what's uh, what are the key secrets? What are the key principles that people have followed? And as human beings, like how we can use those to impact our psychology, mm-hmm. to maintain like a happy frame of mindset continuously. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's intense. So that's intense. I, you know what? Since we're on that topic, I actually share that right now. You know. Um, Cool for you guys. You guys, you know, didn't come to session, but, you know, complimentary. Yeah. <laughs> complimentary tips. On the house. So um, <laughs> the number one thing is that's, uh, you know, leads to most happiness is friends and family. Mm-hmm. So spending time with friends and family, people that you love. As social beings, we crave social interaction. So number one thing. Second is um, uh, being in a state of flow. So being in a state of flow as in, like we're, we're talking right now, mm-hmm. uh, it's like kind of not, no, kind of being really immersed in a task. It's like in the zone. In the zone. Right, like, yeah. Like, do you play any sports? Yeah. Yeah, what do you play? Uh, hockey. Yeah, you play hockey. Of course you do. You're yeah. white. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't for a while, but I used to. <laughs> you play hockey as well? No, I play football. You play football? Of course yeah. you do. You're white. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do, yeah. <laughs> no, um, but so... It's like like when you when you're playing hockey, do you really keep like do you really feel like a track of time? Like you're so immersed in the task of like you yeah, know, I, I know playing. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, where, yeah, where like yeah, time slows down and you're like, there's the shot. Yeah, but like you're time so immersed sl- in it, like you're kind yeah. of you kind of don't think at the moment. Yeah, you're just very immersed in the task itself. You're feeling the moment, being as mm-hmm. present as you can. So that state of flow, that's the second secret of happiness. And the third one is um, like uh, like optimism and gratefulness. So always uh, maintaining a mind of gratefulness, like a state of gratefulness. Mm-hmm. So you can do that by, like I do this every single day where when I wake up after I meditate, um, I, and my, I do like grateful journaling. So whereas like I just write five things that I'm grateful for and I try to like change it up every day. Mm-hmm. And then before I sleep, I, I, I write down five things that I'm grateful for that, you know, it could be anything. 
Hmm. You know, so it's like uh, those those three are like the key secrets. And another thing that I, I can add on to that is coming back to the friends and family. Mm-hmm. So like depending on your environment and influence, that can be also like a major factor that we spoke about where um, so every positive person can increase your uh, in your circle, like your top five. You know, how it's like the top five friends. Have you heard that saying? It's like your top five influences uh, make up who you are as a person. No. Yeah. No, but I've I've heard similar ones. Similar stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's kind of it's got some truth to it scientifically, mm-hmm. where every uh, negative influence can bring down your happiness by like seven percent, and every positive person can bring down your hap- can bring up your happiness by uh, you know eight nine nine percent. Oh wow! So if you kind of even just change your influence, like let's say you're in a really bad environment, mm-hmm. right? And you, even if you change that environment, you can drastically boost. Uh, you know your happiness levels just by being in a better environment people that are inspiring you people that are motivating you that people that are positive mm-hmm. you know stuff like that yeah man i think we've all experienced that like even just like you were saying with hockey mm-hmm. teams or like sports or whatever even mm-hmm. art clubs like you we've all been part of like a team that sucked and everyone was down and yeah. like people didn't get along on the team and you're like this sucks like i don't even like going to practice yeah uh, 100%. but you've also been on a team where everyone's buddies and it's like it's easier to win when you're everything with clicks the family. yeah yeah. 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 It's like, and yeah, the timing's just better. Like, everything makes the sense. The chemistry overall. Yeah. Yeah. Team chemistry is crazy, dude. Like, the, like everyone talks, well, everyone used to talk about the, when OKC beat um, the Warriors? Warriors. And it was like, they weren't better. There was no guy on that team that was better than Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. like, that team was just a whole team. It was like an undeniable. Same with the Raptors last year. Yeah. And it's yeah. such an, it's such an intangible thing. Like, you, there, you can't, like, you can't make that happen. Yeah. It just has to happen. It's yeah. literally like on video games, they just go chemistry. Like they just give teams a chemistry mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, we don't know, but it'll yeah, We increase. don't know what it means, it but... Exactly. It makes exactly. you better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, if you like each other, it works out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even in comedy, like being around other comics that are like grinding or running shows or working hard, yeah, you, it makes you... It's a, you know, It's that type of situation where you're like, this is... Dude. All positive. Yeah, even showing up to shows, man. Me and mm-hmm. uh, Ben Prue, I remember one time, we did a show in Regina, and it's still one of my favorite shows ever. But me and him were just good buddies, and we were driving down, and we were having a blast on the way down. Yeah. And then we got there, and we went for, like, dinner in the bar, and, like, we were joking with the bartender, and, like, the waitress was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a good night. It's going to be fun. You guys seem awesome. The front mm-hmm. desk people were, like, super nice to us. It was, like, the whole day vibed, and it turned into, like, this unbelievably good show. Uh. And it was like, yeah, it was just the chemistry. Yeah, of it. it can yeah. happen. It just you just connect, right? It's just natural yeah. connection. Yeah. And and the feeling when it's not going well and not connecting well, like yeah. you yeah, just it's like if me and Ben had been grumpy, it's a horrible. It, it's the complete opposite of that like joyous feeling of like everything's like flowing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you take a car ride with a comedian that you don't like to Regina, yeah, and then you get in there and ripping like, the wheels. Sheesh. Like, <laughs> it's like this. Tough. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a domino effect because then you go in and the front desk lady sees you walk in with like a sour face. She's like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah, here uh, we go. Yeah. So like, he wants to speak to the manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think influence is key. Mm-hmm. Like um, even in terms of like growth and stuff like that, like you got to be having the, you got to be selective. It's not being like I've had to cut people off mm-hmm. where like, I, I don't know. I'm at a point now where I'm like, I it's weird, but I can like sense people's energies you know like how yeah. people, some people just have an energy to them like oh, you have yeah. an aura yeah you, right? um, yeah, well, you, you can, can f- tell it by any like the way they talk even it's like are you a glass half full glass half empty guy like, exactly. are you like oh, oh fuck, fuck the bus is late or exactly like, oh, look at that the bus is late yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. exactly and it's like 
you know, and like now, like even after doing coaching, like one of the things they teach is like, you know, reading people's energies through their like the way they're speaking. Mm -hmm. So it's like now being able to like I can tell like people that are on similar energies like coming to spiritual energies, right? Yeah. And uh, like you know that influences like I'm I'm like at a point where I'm like pushing for people like around my circle that are like either the same or like higher energies than me. Yeah. So that elevates me to be like you know even more higher energy. It makes you want to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Makes you want to do what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, dude. That's another easy life lesson that relates to everything from sports it's like playing with the guys who are better you're going to push yourself to yeah, be better exactly you'll, you'll always raise yourself to that level but on the flip side you you have to watch that you don't lower yourself to the other levels mm-hmm. yeah both yeah yeah both happen and are hard to control sometimes yeah and sometimes like you'll have people in your life where you say man this person might have very low energy in terms of like you know the scale of like positive and negative mm-hmm. like maybe even like family right yeah. But like you can't cut them off. But what you can do is like you know lim- at least limit your time or something like that. Like I've had people totally. like you know people that I know very close. But what can you do? Like you can't let someone else hinder your own growth in a sense. Yeah, if you don't have the space to take that energy on, then you have to like find a way to just say, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. You- <laughs> Don't put that shit you're, on me. You're a once a year friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come to a show, then I'll talk to you. <laughs> you're a Christmas friend. <laughs> yeah. I'll say happy birthday on your birthday on Facebook. If it, if it reminds me that oh, it's no. your birthday. <laughs> oh, no. You're one of those. Uh, so We're up in an hour. All right. What are you thinking? Uh, you want to plug just a little more, kind of what you do, where people can find you? What? Uh yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, if anyone who kind of knows, uh, so it's game. Ch- we have a game changers podcast and game changers coaching. Um, the handle on Instagram, you can just DM us for both. It's game changers underscore yeg, and the other one is game changers underscore coaching. So you can DM us if you have any questions, if you want to chat, um, you know, literally about anything. If you're interested interest, interested in coaching, you can find me on LinkedIn. We have a website, uh, gcscoaching.com. So you can go there, um, kind of learn more about what we do. And yeah, and you know, I hope you guys, I guess, two things I'll say to close it off is. Um, I always tell these people like the two secrets that I've learned to happiness that I always apply every day is mm-hmm. be grateful and live a life of service to other people. Nice. Well, I have nothing as profound to say. Follow that, Jim. <laughs> Give us a little diamond soul. Well, I, I think you're all really beautiful people, the 7,000 of you that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and you guys should follow me at Kersey on Instagram. And at YEG Stand Up on both Instagram and Facebook, where I try to promote local shows. Awesome. Alex? Go to comedyaf.com for all of my shit. See you later. Enjoy the rest of your lives. See you guys. Thank Bye. You.